Christine Kenny here with another episode of Central Monmouth Advice Givers. Today, we're talking with Jay Sweet, owner of Sweet Music Academy in Howell. Jay is a graduate of Berkeley College of Music and also has a master's in music from Rutgers. In addition to his work at Sweet Music, he's an adjunct professor at Monmouth University, where he teaches bass lessons and classes such as jazz in America, American music traditions, and music appreciation. He's also published multiple scholarly articles on these and other music topics, so he definitely knows his stuff. Jay opened Sweet Music Academy in 2004. My son Spike takes drum lessons there, and he loves it. So do I. He's learned so much in just a few months. One of my favorite things about Sweet Music Academy is that all of the instructors have university training and are active working musicians and teachers. Ah, I'm so excited about this interview. I'm going to give it all away. So let me stop here and let Jay tell the rest of the story in his own words. All right, Jay. So tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up. Were you always a Jersey kid? Well, yeah, I, I grew up here in Howell. Um, I didn't, wasn't born here. Okay. But I, I think I moved here at the age of two or something from, right. from Massachusetts. Okay. So, yeah, I went to Howell High School, you know, taught in school growing up. So this is where I'm from. All right. Great. Um, what, what's your favorite growing up in New Jersey story? Oh, well, grow, my favorite growing up, I don't necessarily have a favorite, but uh, just growing up in this area, you know, being so close to the ocean, to the city, Philly, New York. Uh, all the Jersey Shore clubs and everything. I don't know. It was a, it was a good place to grow up. Okay. You know? Yeah, uh, that seems to be the common consensus. This was the place to be growing up. Yeah. Um, tell me about how you got into music. Were you always musically inclined? Was it something you developed later in life? Yeah, I don't know that I was always musically inclined. I always had an interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started taking lessons probably at the age of five or six. In what? On guitar. Okay. On guitar. Um, you know, inspired by like MTV, you know, <laughs> early MTV. I guess actually that's probably a little before that. But uh, Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, I remember that album. And oh uh, God, um, Michael Jackson was big, you know, at right. that time. So back when MTV played music. Yeah. So I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just was always into music. It's, it's just listening to it, and it, I liked being by myself sometimes. So it afforded me the opportunity to kind of go in my room and just do my own thing. You know? Right. That was that's great that you had that. Um, you mentioned Bruce Springsteen. Now I know you have something exciting going on at Bruce Springsteen Symposium. Right, right. So I'm a, a adjunct professor at Monmouth University. Right. And Bruce Springsteen has a, a deep connection with that university. So um, April 12th till the I think it's the 16th. There's a four day Bruce Springsteen International Symposium. They're calling it. Okay. And essentially, what it is, it's like a celebration of. He did an album called Darkness at the Edge of Town. Okay. Um, Forty years ago, so it's a celebration of that album mm-hmm. in conjunction just with the celebration of him. So there's uh, professors from all around the world doing talks on Bruce Springsteen, anything you could possibly imagine, like Bruce Springsteen's connection with women's rights, Bruce Springsteen's connection to overseas relations, anything. Almost some of it's almost so far out. You wonder <laughs> even how they're going to do it, but. Um, for my papers on his connection to American roots music, okay, because I teach a class called uh, American Music Traditions, so it's just connecting him to all the previous American music. Okay, awesome. And in addition, um, Saturday night I'm doing a performance with um, of a student ensemble and some professors. Okay, and we're doing Springsteen's music from that album. Excellent. But in a stripped down 
bluegrassy kind of way. All right. We'll have to link to the websites for all of that in the show notes when we get it up. Right. Yeah. So everything is uh, on the Monmouth University website. Or if you just type in uh, Bruce Springsteen Symposium, uh, there's a lot of information about it. Very And tickets are available for anyone who wants to come. I think it's like $20 a day, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, Now, I got to ask, because it seems to be a little bit of a rivalry. Are you a Bon Jovi fan, too? Uh, <laughs> it seems to me you can't really be a Springsteen fan and a Bon Jovi fan growing up in Monmouth County. Actually, growing up, I was probably more of a Bon Jovi fan, just given the times, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just a fan of all music, you know. So I, I guess now my preference would probably be more Springsteen okay. as I've gotten older. But, you know, I have an appreciation for them all. You know, growing up in New Jersey, they're like, yeah, there's maybe a little bit of a rivalry, but they're still <laughs> just part of the the atmosphere of where we live, you know? Sure. So, yeah. Sure. So how did you come about um, starting the Sweet Music Academy? Okay. So uh, years before, I was teaching at similar type places. Mm-hmm. I had taught at a, when I uh, graduated college, I went to Berkeley College of Music and um, I started teaching at a, a studio in Massachusetts, in Framingham, Massachusetts. And then I started to teach for another studio in um, called Andy's Family Music um, in Livingston. Okay. And it was similar, music lessons, private one-on-one. And I was also teaching at a, a Middlesex college at the time. And uh, just uh, always enjoyed doing it and started to like hang around the lobby a lot and try to find out the business aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, which they allowed me to do. <laughs> and I saw all the things that I liked that some of them were doing and some of the things I wasn't so fond of, you know. Right. So I sort of had a vision that we could do something a little bit I don't want to say more conservatory related, but we kind of pride ourselves of being somewhere in between like your local mom and pop store mm-hmm. and sort of almost like a conservatory. So a lot of those places I had worked at previously, while they had some good teachers, they were really focused on selling equipment. Right. And my focus was really on music education. So uh, I knew Howell needed a good place, having grown up here. And, uh, and the opportunity just came about. Just, there was a space available and I found out about the space actually from a uh, guy I was teaching in Livingston. He owns the, he runs this plaza or owns the building or something. Okay. And he said, "Well, I know you're from Howell. I have this open space, and we'll give you a good deal on it." it and like he was real, yeah, he was real supportive, and then it happened. Then that's what happened. Well, I know I love what you guys are doing here. Um, my son Spike's been taking drum lessons with Brian for. I want to say about two months now and even just in two months the difference that it's made in in his ability and his skill level is it's amazing it's really so much i love coming and watching his lessons it's really great that's oh, great um, brian's great he's, yeah he really yeah. is so what are some of the things that you do differently here at sweet music academy um as opposed to going to one of the other music schools down the road right well first of all our teachers are college degreed um or college educated, at least, in music. Right. Uh, and a lot of them are also music teachers in the school system. Some teach at universities. Um, so from the from the on, you know, from the get-go, it's the teachers. We try to find the best teachers. And some of them travel, you know, a good distance to come te- work for us, even if it's just one day a week. Mm-hmm. We have some people who come from the city, some up by Giant Stadium. Oh, wow. Up. Yeah. And then, um, in addition, we have all these recitals that we do. Yes. Um, which is... You know, we just added this this space about a year ago where we have our own 2,000 square foot um, area with a stage and seating and lighting. So it gives the the uh, students an opportunity to perform. So that's a little different. And also we have these curriculum programs that we've been designing where 
it gives uh, students specific goals, um, mm-hmm. and then they they they're rewarded for the you know passing each level. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, I mean. Spike's actually really excited. He's going to play Freefall in in the upcoming '80s recital. I think. Right. So he's he's excited. He loves having that that goal to work towards, and it it helps motivate him. Yeah, it's important. I think, for, um, and we realize it that, especially for the younger ones, you have to set goals. Um, yeah. Because it motivates them to practice, um, and of course, they want to you know play in front of their family and friends. I mean, they're nervous at first when they do it. Sure. But. Um, when you see their faces when they're when they come off the stage, it's uh, half relief and half pride. But, yeah, uh, it's it's a good thing. I can't wait to see the first one. I'm excited. Good. Yeah. So, what what is some advice that you have for your students? Because I know we keep talking about your students as if they're all kids, but I do see you have adult students as well. You have students of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is some advice that you would give to your students, or you know, in the case of the children, their parents, to help keep them motivated? Um, I know sometimes as much as Spike loves playing the drums, sometimes I'm like, hey, hey, bud, did you practice at all today? No. I'm like, well, go practice now. Yes, now. <laughs> like- yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it is always a, a constant sort of thing. Um, we do have a lot of adult students. I'd say about more and more recently, about 20 percent of our, our clientele are adults. And it's the same thing for them. It's, you know, they have to just make it part of a routine, even if they carve out especially children, if they can carve out 15 minutes a day, four or five days a week, they will progress. You yeah. Know? Um, adults, the same. It's just making it part of your routine, like trying to go to the gym. Even some days <laughs> you don't want to go, but you just got to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they're always, you always feel better after you've done it, you know? Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it's just, it's time management um, with both children and adults. I mean, kids these days have so many activities that they do. So uh, just got to make it part of it. And you just explain to them, hey, you know, a TV show is 25 minutes long, 30 minutes long, even if you're watching it on Netflix or whatever. Right. So one, watch one, one, one less TV show, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have two kids of your own, right? I have three. Three, sorry. Mm-hmm. So how old are your kids? Um, I have a 13-year-old girl, which explains my gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> I have an 11-year-old girl and an 8-year-old boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they getting into music? Yeah, yeah. My oldest is a really good singer. She takes piano lessons here, plays bass in the jazz band at school, um, clarinet. She's a natural musician. Um, so she she is. My middle is way more into dance. So we tried the music thing. It okay. wasn't so much for her. And my youngest, um, right now he's really into sports, but he has a natural ability as a drummer. He always can play the drums. So okay. we have all these instruments in the house, of course, and my wife's a musician as well. So, you know, it's there for them. I don't overly push them to do it. Um, kids who want to do it are the ones who are going to do it. Right. Yeah. But my oldest is a good, uh, quite a good musician. Yeah. Great. Does she perform in the recitals with the school at all? She does. And she's done some of the ensembles like our jazz band and our rock band and, uh, you know, it does perform in the schools. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, so what else, what else do you want us to know about Sweet Music Academy or, um, you know, teaching and learning music in general? Well, I mean, we've been here now. Gosh, we opened in 2004. Um, you know, every day I'm still learning. I think we've got kind of the best staff we've ever had. So I'm really proud of that. And the programs are, are running well. Uh, we also have a musical theater program that's um, doing well. You know, we're, we're having some success with that. Great. 
So the more you get the kids uh, together, um, when you can socialize through music, it's just such a great thing, you know. I mean, even myself, as a, as a guy who plays a lot of jazz music and stuff, there's times when I'm with people who I have nothing else in common with, but or, and our ages might be 40 years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, it's like, you know, I could hang out with an 80-year-old person and, and talk and be social through music, and that's cool. So the more the kids get involved with the programs that we have, I mean, music's for life, you know? Yeah. So um, just having an appreciation for it. And then, uh, you know, with the kids who are sort of getting to their college years and teenage years, um, you know, a lot of the parents come back to us years later saying how much they wish they never stopped, you know? So try to keep it going at some level, no matter what it is. Right. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much so now you teach here, you, you teach at Monmouth University. Um, does that leave you any time to play music for yourself? Yeah, I still do about, oh gosh, well, every Friday night I play in Belmar, uh, a place called Brandle Restaurant. Okay. Uh, solo guitar. But I'm also playing a wedding band called Platinum Band, and I do a lot of jazz gigs and recording. So I still play professionally uh, almost 100, maybe a little less now, maybe 80 dates a year. Wow. Yeah. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. My weekends are pretty full. <laughs> um, so yeah, it definitely gives me a chance to play, play and perform and I, I still practice almost every day. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's an interesting life. It's a, it's a great life. You know, everything I do has been music for pretty much all of it. I've never really had any other real job that was anything but music. That's great. So uh, I've been very lucky in that way. Excellent. All right, Jay. So how can people get in touch with you to learn more about Sweet Music Academy or um, the Bruce Springsteen Symposium or your musical endeavors? Yeah. So for the Academy, um, you know, you can go to sweetmusicacademy.com. You can certainly give us a call, 732-905-9095, or just stop in anytime we're open. Um, We have a great staff. They love to talk to you. Yes, you you do. (laughs) Yeah, um, in terms of the Mammoth stuff, if you're interested in the uh, Springsteen Symposium, just go to uh, Mammoth, the Mammoth University website. And then my music, uh, some a lot of my original music's on Spotify under my name, uh, J Sweet or J Sweet Trio. Okay. Look, um, some of my original uh, albums are out there. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just constantly always playing, so you can you know, check me out on Facebook or something All right. like that. Awesome. Yep. Great. And is there a Facebook page for the school as well? Yeah, it's Sweet Music Academy. All right. Mm -hmm. Great. So now we know where to find you. Anything else you want us to know, Jay? Is there anything else? No, just get involved (laughs) with music in some level. I think you'll appreciate it uh, no matter who you are. You know, it's it's important to to take a break from life sometimes and just, you know, enjoy something like that. Something in the arts. All right. Great. Thanks, Jay. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. (laughs) 